Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. A healthy and varied system of listening apps should be healthy for podcasting. Well, assuming they all provide at least a similar user experience. But uh, they don't. Why is that? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Podcast listening apps. You know, those things that you use to listen to podcasts. The things that your listeners use to listen to your podcast episodes. That is the experience. And they are the, the, the keepers of the experience in a lot of ways. Because we can make content, we working podcasters, but it's got to be listened to. It's got to be consumed by someone. And the way people consume these is from these various podcast listening apps. As you know, or as you should know, the big dog in podcast listening apps is Apple. Something like 60% of all podcast consumption takes place in Apple podcasts, we are told. It is a very mobile experience. You might have a handful of people who are going to your website to just click on the player. You'll have some that maybe you're sending out emails that have links to your MP3 files like I do. You'll get some listeners there. But by and large, the majority of people that listen to podcasts use a podcast listening app. Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, Overcast, you name it. They've got these apps. And we podcasters are kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to the apps because we can't really control which apps our listeners use. We can influence. We can choose which apps to put on our podcast page at ourwebsite.com slash podcast. We can say, download this to listen. But it's not up to us. It's up to our listeners. Because when we put our podcast out there, we, we want current podcast listeners to consume it as much as we want new podcast listeners. And we have no way to know will really have direct influence over the way people find our show. So it's up to them. We really can't do much about it. Which is problematic to me because the user experience in the apps is so vastly different. Now, in some cases, I think that's good. In, in many cases, I think it's a good thing. I think that these app creators have a vision of how they feel their app should be utilized. And you know what? They should have that vision, and they should be able to execute on that vision and do things differently. Right? Kia and Mercedes both make vehicles that have steering wheels, seats, and wheels on them. But beyond that, the cars are vastly different. The whole experience is, but still you get in and drive. Pretty simple. It's a little different than that in podcast apps. 
they're not identical and the same. And while, yeah, the idea is you they do contain podcast episodes and you listen to them, how that happens is uh, is quite quite different. So specifically, the thing that really got me thinking about this was a conversation I was having yesterday with a fellow podcaster and some information I was looking up today, and it all kind of struck me as weird. So what I'm doing with this particular program is this is a question. This is a conversation we need to have. We inside of podcasting need to have this conversation. Now, it's tough for you and I to have the conversation because you're listening to me talk. And if you're talking back to me right now, I can't hear you. (laughs) We understand. As much as we would love this to be a two-way communication medium, it's really me talking to you. So we're going to go to, we're going to use my Flick group, the Flick group for podcast pontifications. Uh, This is my, like my first big call because I I need feedback. And I think that that Flick group might be a way to not just make it you and me talking, but me, you and me and the whole group of people talking. So if you haven't yet done that, flick.group slash podcast pontifications to grab the app. Because the question I have here is started on this. Apple Podcasts, again, the company that owns 60% of all downloads for podcasts, we are told. And I don't disagree with that. Apple Podcasts put out some new uh, descriptors, let's call it that. Some new elements about two years ago now. They made it possible, and you probably know this, but in case you don't, it's, it's worth running through them again. Now with Apple Podcasts inside your RSS feed, you can tag four different types of things. One, you can tag your season numbers. People like me that produce seasons of shows. Very helpful if you're making a season. You can now say, hey, I'm making seasons, and this is season one, episode one. This is, in this case, it's season two, episode 230. Great. So now that's great. You can flag seasons, and therefore you can flag what number, not only of the season, but what number the episode is that goes in the season. That's great. Again, season two, episode 230. You can also tag whether or not the feed, the episodes should be consumed from the start, like from episode one, as if you were reading a book to someone, you know, approve of nothing. Or, like in this case, where you don't really have to go back to episode one, you can just listen whenever. It's episodic versus serial. What do you want to do? So that's helpful. And then the other thing you can do is you can flag certain episodes as either trailers, which means that which plays before, or a bonus content, that which plays after. And you can attach that to uh, to an episode or to a season or just the entire show. So those are the tags that Apple has given to us. They're in the RSS specification. Well, they're not in the RSS specification. They're in the Apple iTunes namespace, but regardless, it's part of the RSS 2.0 spec. We can just call it that for now. The problem is, well, here's here's the great thing about those. If you go, and, and I just did this before my show, I encourage you to do this too. If you have Apple Podcasts on your phone, unsubscribe to your show. Uh, and if you don't, if you're not an iOS user, you probably should. Well, if you're a working podcaster, you need to have some sort of iOS test so you can see how your stuff shows on the most popular podcast app, don't you think? Unsubscribe to your show in Apple Podcasts. Go to the library, go to the, the store library, not your own library. Go to the browse and search for your show once again. If you've set it up properly and you have a trailer, like I have a trailer for my show, that trailer is listed at the top. Very first thing somebody sees when they come to my show 
is the trailer for season two. That is on top. They go to Apple Podcasts, they search podcast pontifications. My trailer shows up at the top. That's great. It's up to it's up to me to make sure that trailer is current and relevant, and people will go, "Ooh, that sounded so great for that little minute and a half thing you did, Evo." I would like to subscribe to your show. Okay, that's all great and fine. Also, if you're if you've if you've signaled your shows to be series, where they well, not a series, if you if you have signaled that your content should be consumed serial, which means from episode one, anytime somebody clicks that subscribe button. They will get episode one, not episode 230, episode one. It'll also download entire seasons. If you've liked seasons as well and somebody subscribes, boom, season one, I have subscribed and here's all the content organized properly so that my listeners don't have to flip things around. Okay, that's the promise. Here's the the challenge though. Only Apple has done this. In, In my investigation, and it wasn't exhaustive. I did a few. I checked Overcast. I checked a few of the other handful apps. I checked Radio Public. I checked Spotify. None of them follow. Why not? Why wouldn't they? I know they're Apple tags. I know that inside the RSS RSS feed, they all say, bracket, iTunes, colon, special thing, end. So they're, they're iTunes. They're Apple. But they're in the feed. I can't figure out why app users wouldn't want to use them. So can you help me figure that out? I want want your, why do you think that is? And I think it's a good thing or a bad thing. And more importantly, I guess, what should we do about this? How do we pressure makers of podcast apps to make it better for end users? Because isn't this better? Isn't it better if we utilize the tools and we provided a somewhat of a similar experience? Look, I think that it is. I think that it is, but maybe I'm wrong about that. So let's have a conversation. Flick.group slash podcast pontifications, or you can just comment right here. We can do that too. But if you want to join the whole community, flick.group slash podcast pontifications. So I've already ranted out of time. So enjoy your weekend. I want you to really think about this. Tell your friends, ask around. Let's find out how we can get the app makers back on board because they should be, right? We should be utilizing the same stuff. All right, that's it. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S., The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. 
you can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.